Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall, overall bad welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. With your hosts, your host, Dave, Dave and Sean. That that um, I, yeah, do I, I sound good? You sound really good. Yeah, we're recording right now. It's been a while. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, we were adjusting our microphones here, and you were asking why your microphone was. Um, what do you want to say? Elongated out the wrong end. Well, <laughs> yeah. that would be uh, my last musical guest, uh, Jess Weary. When she was in here, she adjusted that, and she was singing and everything. Yeah. And uh, I got up to adjust something. She turned the mic, and that the bad end went right where it shouldn't. Hit you. She got nailed me right in the nuts with that. <laughs> and while she's playing, so I'm like, Lur! yeah, and then I had to tell her. And then as it came back in later, she turned it again and hit me again. So that is really at the wrong level right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. So, yeah, hey, folks, friends, and fiends, we're back here. I got Sean back again. I told you he'd be back. And I told you we'd have a guest. It could still happen. It's hard to say when you're dealing with uh, West Coast versus uh, East Coast and overseas and everything else unpredictable and uh so we're just doing our thing right now we have a lot to catch up on uh here and there and uh well as you can hear um no i don't have the covic that um <laughs> some people are accusing me of i have a sinus infection so i'm doing my best here and you can hear my dog barking in the background because his timing is so perfect that's our uh, newest addition Gotta benny the dogs oh hey, you know what i'm actually getting a message here we may still have a guest it's very hard to say but sean how the hell are you man I'm doing really well. Really well. Can't complain. Okay. Well, um, I'm getting messages from our guest. Um, I'm going to see if this is going to happen here. Uh, and But we have a lot. I just We haven't seen each other in a while, but there's been a lot of bad stuff. And I told them last time. Um, let me just see. Gonna... Well, the last time we saw each other, I think, was at uh, Kennywood. We ran into each other with our... Uh, your lovely wife and my wife and my daughter. 
yes. At the park. We had a great time, actually. That was a great yeah. night. But yeah, that was. Uh, you have to explain that to the folks that don't know what that is. So uh, earlier in October, well, first off, you know, Dave throws, Dave and Dee throw this um, super wild Halloween party every year, <laughs> which is awesome. And uh, after what, how many years of knowing each other, you finally met my wife for the first time? That was really funny, actually. Yeah. Your yeah. whole, whole family was in uh, spirit that night. Yeah. Well, Amber was here and she was here after we were here, which is, uh, you know, typical. <laughs> and I think she won your costume contest or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, she did the librarian. But then, but then, just randomly, we were at Kennywood, which is a amusement park here in Pittsburgh, PA, and um, we just kind of randomly ran into you. We had like no plans to, to meet up or any even knowledge that that you were going to be there. Or I probably you didn't know that I was going to be there, and. Um, Anyway, yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Oh, it's good. They, they do that light up night, and um, they do it for yeah Halloween, and they do it for Christmas. And we're we're gonna do the Christmas thing too. I have a I have a really good story about the Christmas thing there. Um, so one year, this is like probably five or six years ago, we went to the Kennywood um, Christmas night. So we go into the park. Um, it like pretty much the beginning we like stood in line for like two things i think definitely one for sure it was that um they have that theater there that you can go in yes oh yeah oh yeah they did a short film they did the it thing Um, yeah yeah so i think they were having the the what's that tom hanks movie where he's the train conductor and it's forrest gump it's the christmas movie about the train and the kid and I can't think of what that's called. Anyways, so um, yes, still Forrest Gump. We uh, we we're standing in line forever. We finally get into this thing. We come out of this, and the whole park is like shutting down. They're like, you've never seen the uh, Polar Express, have you? Closing everything. We didn't get to see anything except for like one or two things. We didn't even get to go around the whole park and see all the lights or partake in any of like the food festivities and things like that it was i will never go back <laughs> <laughs> anyway my wife loves to go see lights every year go oh, i one of those two i'm eh i've seen them i don't need to see them it's like fireworks you know i'm like totally burnt out on that now but yeah <laughs> You are. She'll find. This is the season, man. You can't be burnt out on it. <laughs> well, she's. She has a friend that wants to go see the lights, and I'm like, go, because <laughs> I don't want to go. I'll probably. <laughs> I'll probably end up going, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Anyhow, we uh we have a guest coming in like right now, um, and oddly enough, she's in her car. If anybody's familiar with. <laughs> Ben Carr, I believe it's called. <laughs> All right. Hold on, folks. And uh, we're going to bring our guest in here and uh, we'll introduce her. It's kind of exciting. I want my baby back. What else can I do? I want my baby back. I can't have him. I don't want you. Oh my baby, baby. 
kick things off with some pedophilia. <laughs> well, I think you just did. All right. Hey, folks. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have our guest on the line here, Annie Hardy, if you guys are familiar with her. Uh, my goodness. Uh, we would need three to 18 episodes to fill in all the gaps. But Annie Hardy, musician, actress, podcaster, and what I like to call a cerebral artist, if that makes any sense to you out there. And I, I'm sorry about my sinuses, folks. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sorry about my sinuses, but this is the best I can do right now. Uh, and by the way, do I call you Annie Hardy, Miss Hardy, dude? You can call me whatever you want. My pronouns are glorious and amazing. So, you know, whatever's clever. Whatever's clever. All right. Well, so you, uh, you're driving right now? I'm driving home from East Valley Tack and Feed, or is it Feed and Tack? Whatever. Shout out to them, Sun Valley. Shout out Ariel Pink. Um, shout out Jane Mosley. But I was just getting some Timothy Hay for my bunnies. Oh. Shout out Cinnamon and Bonnie that I'm fostering from. Shout out Bunny World Foundation. They we were rescued from some pig person in uh, Mar Vista or something who had 350 bunny rabbits in his backyard. Oh, oh wow. Jeez. I don't even want the two. I don't know why anyone would want 350 like bunnies gone wild just pissing and shitting and fucking and multiplying and dying and killing each other. Yeah, well, actually, Sean's uh, daughter's into bunnies, too. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. We talked about that a little bit. She went to a bunny ranch? Is that right? No, no. not the bunny <laughs> ranch. She wants to volunteer at the bunny ranch? <laughs> she to volunteer at a, a bunny foster. You know, I got to say, yeah. I, I, I am actually shooting myself in the foot by having you on right now, Annie, because I, I made, it only hurts when I laugh right now because of my congestion. And you, mm. you have the capability of actually killing me on air today. So, oh, yeah. yeah it's, well, it's, let's see if I can get, you know, a uh, attempted manslaughter charge today. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> if I had to go, why, why not? Um, okay. Yeah, so, how. you want to die? Bad or fucking? You know, either way. <laughs> well, yeah. No, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, your co host might be willing. His, his stepdaughter is going to that bunny ranch, so they know a thing or two about fucking in that family. I assume. <laughs> You're killing me. I am trying so hard not to die right now. Oh my god. Yeah, you don't want to be around for what comes next, I assume. So just lean into it, and I will too. I'm with you. I'm with you on that yeah. note. I really am. So you're not doing a band car right now, are you? No, band car is officially off the air. I feel like because of dash cam, like band car came to its full fruition uh, and was actualized as a thing even though you know i tried to do it afterwards and it's just like the energy wasn't flowing in that direction unfortunately no i, I like tiktok live was the last thing i tried and some fucking pussy like flagged me and got me kicked off are you kidding live. seriously the world is de is devolved even more just since like a dash cam came out. It's just like mm -hmm. idiots everywhere. We're living in this like combination of like the matrix. They live and idiocracy. Yeah, and it's just like it's a fright. It Dude, is. It's a frightful shame. It's across the board. Uh, we're, we're in Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, I'm from New York. Uh, Sean is from the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's happening here. If it happens here, it's happening everywhere. Uh, we see it every day in the news. And it's just sad. But I don't know, man. Uh, we could find our own chaos within, I guess. 
you know, we just all need to move off grid, get away from these TVs and movies and crap like that. I understand the irony of myself saying that, but like that shit is what's killing the world. The movies, the TV shows, the mm-hmm. fucking music. It's like people have been raised from, you know, babies believing that this world is something totally separate than what it actually is and like the reality that all these people consent to is a nightmare toilet yeah diarrhea world you know you're not wrong i had this conversation with uh, somebody a client today actually this very same conversation uh an older uh, well i want to say older a 42 year old black woman who uh just uh so so disillusioned with uh where she moved to because of the racism there and it's and she's like this is not how i was brought up and my kids now that's how they believe it is and it's just so sad to hear that that is sad and it's like and it's racism is like the tip of the iceberg it really is the the people that run the world are hate hate all humans you know yes yes and seek suffering because you know people don't understand we're fighting a spiritual war and the struggle is real it is, it is, and uh, we're going to get past the sad part today. I guess you heard about Christine McVie since it happened today. I did. Yeah. Rest in peace. What happened? She had COVID or something? I, yeah, <laughs> that's what you blame me for having. I don't know. I don't know. They said she had a short-term sickness and died in the hospital with her family there, and that's all I know. Um, I, w- I idolized her because I, I loved her in Fleetwood Mac and got to see her at least twice, so... Did you yeah, ever, yeah, I love Fleetwood Mac too. Although I'm kind of a Stevie girl, to yeah. be honest. Oh yeah, that was but my first girlfriend. Christine's yeah. songs were also great. Basically, I liked everyone's songs except what's the guy's name that was Lind- Stevie's? Lindsey Buckingham. Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah. I yeah, I'm not the hugest Lindsey fan, but. You know, <laughs> I know what you mean. That the songs She's are my least favorite. They're, they're, but they're, what a great band! Nothing classic. ever like that has ever happened since. I don't think. I think you're right. I think you're right. It was nice to see them come back as almost all of them together, and I got to see that, and it was cool. It was really cool. Um, but, I got to see them in person on accident in a recording studio when oh. my band was making our first EP. It was so dank. It was because they were in there mixing the dance. You know, their wow. live thing. And mm-hmm. so I walked out of the studio. We were making uh, Giant Dreg's first EP, Lamona. And I, I was going to the bathroom. I heard this familiar-sounding, raspy voice. And it was saying, like, oh my God. I'm 50-something years old. I'm going through menopause. I don't have time for this. <laughs> and I looked up, and it's fucking Stevie. Oh, my God. And I was like, holy shit. And then I went to the bathroom, and I was like, I got to get another peep and i walked to this other part of a record plant or wherever we were and there i see um friggin what, what's his name the drummer yeah well that's um, mick fleetwood mick fleetwood duh. Yeah. and um he was standing under a he's like a million feet tall standing under a picture of himself and stevie nicks from the 70s right it was like this cool it was a really cool um studio where like they had like a jacuzzi room for like fucking groupies in there back in the day really yeah (laughs) i mean when you really get into what the hell goes on in the entertainment industry for reals like you know fox studio has a secret underground entryway thing for their like their mistresses and prostitutes of the like directors and shit from back in the day like scandalous la scandalous 
Oh, I've been there many, many times. And yeah, I'm not surprised by any of it, really. Uh, yeah. I have a force shield around me. I'm older now, too. I guess I'm about the age of menopause. <laughs> uh, yeah. Depends when you got your period first. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk off air about that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so anyway, outside of all the madness, uh, where do we find you today? What's your state of mind right now? My state of mind is uh, much better than it was last week, I would say. Uh, it's okay. I'm just like, you know, I try to just go with the flow of life. And mm. my state of mind is, yeah, it's just like I stay busy so I don't have to think too much about myself or my how I feel. I feel like a lot of especially like you know, white people, I hate to be racist, but are very afflicted with this disease of self-obsession mm-hmm. and, like, thinking that anyone in the world cares how they feel about stuff, you know? <laughs> and I'm sure it's all races, but, like, you know, it, it's just, like, it seems like a very white privileged thing to be so, you at least are so comfortable, have enough money to where you're not busy working all the time, you're not doing anything but sitting around on social media feeling jealous and sad and Mm. trying to figure out how to fix it and try to fill that vacuous hole inside of yourself that you know that nothing quite mends um i was told today by another um a black client very a friend of mine actually uh, who claims that therapy is a white people thing? That uh, oh, it's totally a white yeah, people. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. I never looked at it that way, but now that I think about it, <laughs> we're all yeah, in therapy. White people are <laughs> tripping. You know, it's like first of all, the rapist is not cheap. You know, and second of all, it's not designed to to fix anyone because <laughs> if you, they fix you, you're out of a client. You know. Yes. Yeah. You said the rapist. <laughs> Oh yeah, therapist. Sorry. That's all right. That's great. That was. Oh, I was thinking uh, Sean Connery on the Jeopardy skits. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Oh man. Uh, so when I talk about you uh, with friends or people that you know listen to you, or I always address you as the uh, devilishly angelic genius. Uh, I think it's oh. very fitting because you can go both ways with that. But you have so much yeah. going on; it's hard to focus on what we're going to focus on. I I do want to talk about dash cam a little bit if you're okay with that. Of course. Good, good. And uh, we definitely, we talk music and horror here. That's our two primary categories. Yes. Yes. Um, Now, with everything you have going on, and you started in the early 2000s with everything, it seems, um, you could teach me, how the heck do you, as a creative person myself, how do you obtain focus on one one thing in general and finish it? Mm, Well, you know, I'm a Gemini and a woman so I'm like very into multitasking and I guess whatever it brings itself to this to the front of my attention because I have like 10 to 12 different projects that I'm actively working on and then like 20 that I am thinking about and so but wherever the energy's at like is very well very apparent you know because that will be the thing that's moving so like you know last what was it was that last year that no no two years ago i don't yeah two years ago when i went you know i got the call uh from jed and jed shepherd 
one of the writers on Dash Cam, because he had been saying for years, I want to make a band car horror film. Mm. And and so their film host had come out. They got the three-picture Blumhouse deal. Mm. And for their first film, they wanted to make the band car horror film. And I was like, well, you guys are fucking insane, but okay. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then I was like, wait a second. So I had to go like fucking quarantine for two weeks in England because of COVID. Yeah. And I was like, you guys got to pay for my drummer to come with also, please. And then while we're in quarantine, we will happen to be staying at the Libertines Hotel Recording Studio and Cafe and Bar. <laughs> Fellow Gemini, Carl, shout out from the Libertines. Yeah. And so like we could just be trapped inside the the Albion rooms and make an album while I wait to come off quarantine. And that's what we did. And yeah. And so that's where I, you know, the things that flow easily, like, Oh, we just so happened to start working with this guy, Dean fragile right before the film. And he's at the Albion rooms and Oh, the film starting to film in Margate, England, which is like this tiny beachside town. When you're in alignment, things just start, they fall easily into place and so all the things that fall easily into place is what i focus on i guess and i, I assume you depend on yourself and not too many other people mm, yeah yeah that's the yeah. way to go like, but i do need other people in the process yes of like of stuff so much because like they'll help keep me on track and not like wander off down the side alley you know <laughs> yeah that's important <laughs> totally but yeah you you mentioned albion uh the the devil the ep the new ep the devil inside the albion rooms um mm -hmm. that is the latest um i i i love it first of all devil inside just kicks ass and it's the dash cam Thank version you. that shows up on there uh fuck it with my head is great scared is great and only one kind of like uh, that touched me as well um i was hoping we could play devil inside if that's okay with yeah. you L but of course. the dash cam version yeah okay well we're gonna do that and we're gonna get right back with annie hardy and thank you so much for being here and sean thank you for being here too sir you're welcome <laughs> doesn't happen all the time all right we'll be right back folks
afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that's well here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. This is Mario. And Sarah. From, from Spotlights. Spotlights. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. All right, folks, friends and fiends, we are back here. Sean in the house and Annie Hardy on the line. And I'm stuffy as fuck, and I apologize. Uh, but I am <laughs> going to work through this. Um, now, we were talking to Annie off the air and all the best conversations, Sean. You know where they happen. Off the air. Off the air. Um, yeah, so you have a podcast, and we were talking trade secrets there for a bit there. But uh-huh. Empath of Least Resistance, that's that's a <laughs> that's a very hearty um, title. What What goes on on that podcast? Well, nothing now, because I've had to put that podcast to rest, okay. unfortunately. But it was, like, started to be sort of like, and I guess my new one's not too, too different. Okay. Um, my new one's called Gang Bangin' Number 4 Christ. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I kind of like to make it as difficult as possible for me to have success in the entertainment industry. Like it's, I think Dash Cam, like, you know is the only example of a movie that you can star in, do a great job and have less of a career for being, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But anyway, gang banging for Christ is my follow up to the career smashing dash cam film. And it's just more of the same. I don't know how to be any other way, but how I am, I'm like too autistic to like pretend to be some other type of thing. And so it's just like talking about, narcissistic abuse talking about um how that kind of like sets you up for a spiritual awakening because a lot of people are wailing on the narcs and shit these days and many of those people are narcs themselves you know (laughs) but like it's just like you know what it's not about like like identifying narcs and these evil demons yeah sure they're evil demons maybe not human but it's about these are our teachers these are you know, and these types of situations are actually blessings in disguise that we can, you know, uh, change everything in our lives and about ourselves and totally start over and have this new, enhanced, better version of ourselves. Wow, I'm trying to take all that in. That's amazing. Yeah. That was it's amazing. And it's about Jesus, this one, because it's like end times in my humble estimation. Hmm. It's the end of days, and it's like, I guess God put it on my heart 
to do that. I never wanted to be a Christian or a fucking somebody who talks about it at a public level. It's so cringe. And I have enough of the wits about me to to know how it looks. But, like, you know, I also have enough faith and conviction to know that mm, God wants me to do it just in case anybody, you know, out there is uh, dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight. There you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. my, my rainbow silly ice was left in the car and i didn't know what a shame that doesn't surprise me a lot happens in your car <laughs> um my car is like a, a dumpster on wheels at this <laughs> point <laughs> it's cool though that's all right it's cool though oh my I'm god i'm rocking the new style it's called derelict you know just like in zoolander it's come to fruition it's real <laughs> Well, I did write a book about a demon apocalypse, so I kind of understand where you're coming from with all that. And I, I was brought, brought up Catholic, so what can I say about that? Uh, yeah, so Fall of Tomorrow, folks, if you want to buy a selfish, selfish plug right now for the Christmas season, demon apocalypse. There we go. Fairly dark production. Anyway, so Dash Cam, Rob Savage yeah. was the director. Um, I got Now, this is a tale told through YouTube videos. Um, and it, to me, it, it broke the barriers of the, the found footage formula, which has gotten old, where you have to wait till the, till the end for things to happen. Well, th it happens all the way through. It just compounds. Yeah. Compounds. Yeah, yeah I, I made Sean watch it, and he's just like, holy shit. Like, you didn't make me watch it. Well, not really. I put it on while he was eating, and, you know, that's <laughs> not an eating film. I laughed a lot. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were, you yeah. were phenomenal. You're killing it. Absolutely killing it. And that's why I have to ask, like, was <laughs> how much of this was scripted? How much was non? And was it written for you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I said, Jed Shepard came to me and he's like, I want to make a band car movie. None of it was scripted like with lines or anything. There was a script with the outline of, of you know, this happens and like, you know, that happens, this, that and the other. Except for the, the naked guy on the bikes, that really happened in I real life. <laughs> and, um, I edited together a video and put it on YouTube. Rob saw it and he's like oh this has to go in the film <laughs> I was like sure thing and he put it in the film but then it couldn't stay because of the Blumhouse lawyers and so oh. we had to reenact it with oh, a friend of mine interesting yeah it was fucking so stupid but <laughs> You know, the lawyers had to look out for the naked guy on a bike who was jerking off at me and my friend in the middle of the night. <laughs> okay. uh, there you go. Protect him. Protect the children is more like it. But anyway, yeah, yeah so all the dialogue for the most part, yeah, not for the most part, all the dialogue is improvised, except once in a while, Rob would tell me something to say, like, like, Tell, tell Stretch, you're all Black Lives Matter. You do it. You know? And I'd be like, I don't want to say that. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to get killed. And um, he's like, just say it. You know, he, Rob's a very convincing person. <laughs> like, when he wants to be. I guess that's uh, par, par for the course. And... Yeah, so it was all improvised, and all the rapping, freestyling was really being freestyled. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> hey, I have Thank a qu you. I have a question about that actually. Um, 
your comment in the film about nothing rhymes with orange. I, I recently saw something with Eminem. I think it was a, a reel or something where he was talking about that also. did Is that uh, in um, correlation to that or is that just something random that came to you? Oh, that is one of the scenes from the outline of the script. That's one of the few instances where it's like, oh, they're doing this and then ends a freestyle on orange and nothing rhymes with orange. So... That's where that came from. But you, but you did find something that did. <laughs> I can make anything rhyme with anything for the most part. So I never would say that in real life because, you know, nothing is out of bounds. If it doesn't rhyme with orange, you just change the way the word's pronounced until it does. I don't know what you call that, but it's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, well, okay. If you ever want to freestyle with us, we, we'd love to record you on here doing it. Uh, wide open for that anytime uh, but buffet so that was uh, <laughs> is that available for download I'm just curious <laughs> dude that's a good question uh, I had some beef uh, behind the scenes in in regards to the uh, you know nobody's made a film like this before no, I know so where it's all improvised so there's no industry standard like Ooh. in agreements in what do you do like because I was make, like because we have two totally different things when when you're talking about music licensing and sync licensing like um that's you know that's my zone I'm a musician you know I only act when I'm playing a character called Annie Hardy and it's me basically but um so then what since there's not been any movies where people are freestyling improvising writing music uh, explicitly for the film you know what do you do like because usually if they're say somebody's using my song devil inside for the film in any other scenario i'd license the song to the film for money um five thousand for the writer's share and five thousand for the publisher's share which is also me because i own my publishing and then yeah and then you sign the contract da -da ding. i own it they're using it you know but with dash cam it's fucked up because it's like well, I wrote that for the film, but I should still own it because it's my original works. And so it's like, it's hmm. not up for download. It's the long-winded version. Hmm. And also pleading to a lawyer out there if anybody knows what the hell to do in this situation. Because it's like, well, what the fuck? There's no standard agreement for that. There's no, like, sync license for works in a film that have been improvised on the spot like there's nothing so it's it's it doesn't pay to be a trailblazer well, boys you, you know what um annie on that note um off air i might be able to help you with that and i, I can't explain how but um I'll, i i don't want to do it on the air we'll just say that all right <laughs> um talk, yeah talk, after yeah I hope it's something that's like uh it's you know, no like it's no, no 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 completely legit no 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 completely legit and yeah, and in your and very much in your area there uh in la but um oh. yeah and it's family but don't worry about it i'll uh talk to you when we finish this because it is kind of important okay. and sean does have a question right now what's up man yeah yes. i was i had a comment that you know would well a question really you know given the fact that you had sort of full creative license almost it sounds like would you you know would you be open to doing something like this again 
where you had maybe less of a creative vision uh, as far as that input goes? And then also... Sec- I don't have any creative vision, really. I think, I think, um, I think that's an illusion, maybe. Yeah. But mm. because there, cause like Rob Savage knows what he wants, and, mm-hmm. and, and there was... She kind of took my whole persona, cut out all the positive message aspect of it, and made it more assholeish for the purpose of the film, which would have been yeah. fine if I was playing a character whose name wasn't my own name. Mm. And, you know, because this is such a gray area thing, people don't know what, what even I'm confused by it. And that's me, you know? Like, like, and so. Yeah, so that it was, I was, I had creative freedom within the confines of whatever Rob was wanting to do. Mm, okay. I guess. So interesting. I, don't know. I was going to yeah. ask you, like, how much of Annie Hardy were we really seeing there and how much weren't we seeing, you know? Uh, it, I, yeah. I, were you just being yourself? But I think you, the whimsical part was, but. There were, like you said, some things you didn't agree with. Are, are you so? Well, there's just some things that me, as a real person, would never do, like the coffee shop thing, <laughs> yeah. the yeah. stealing the car thing, <laughs> you know, the fucking like talking shit to some. I don't know. They, they just really wanted me to be a piece of shit for whatever reason. Are you surprised a film like this was able to come out, even from like a production company like Blumhouse? Yeah, it seems weird, right? Yeah. It seems like a weird thing to do. It seems like a like seems like bad bad move on Rob and his friends' side of things. Don't know why they want to put all their careers at risk for that. But um yeah. I mean, it was it was pre-vaccine era of COVID. So, we didn't know how bad it was yet, and we yeah. had no idea how bad it would get, I guess. Cuz the vaccines coming out really got people even more on edge because people started thinking, oh, if you don't take a vaccine, you're a fucking bad person. (laughs) Like, all this ridiculous shit, and everyone's just so scared, you know? And when you get scared, your amygdala or some part of your brain that governs over the your ability to think rationally shuts down if you're really scared or you're really angry. It literally stops fucking working. And so you can't think logically. You can't use common sense. And uh, it's kind of the devil's greatest greatest set of moves yet. You know? you, you're kind of, man, that's a different perspective. And I can appreciate what you say there. Um, definitely. Um, you know what? I want to take a break and play another tune, but I want to, I should have said that that last one, it's on the EP. Um, that is available on Bandcamp, from what I remember. It's like four. Bandcamp exclusive. I got to put it up to the rest of the shit, but, you know, on Bandcamp, it's free when you want everything to go to the rest of the streaming metaverse of hell. Right. You have to pay. So I think I was like, I, I didn't want to do that at that juncture, but I'll do it now. All right. Well, I no, I appreciate that. Yeah, we um we still buy our music, and I believe an artist getting paid for it. That's just our thing. It's something we've always believed in. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, uh, I want to play another song. I, I I was either gonna let you pick it yourself, but Sean, you you came up with one that you liked too from her past too, didn't you? Like, yeah, there was a there was a track from the first EP uh, that I was listening to that I really gravitated to. Yeah, um, it was uh, it. it was um, tired tired yet tired yet. Oh yeah, we just re-released that on vinyl this mm-hmm. this year. I think that is, was this year. No sense of time. Are you cool? Post COVID. 
Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Or do you have one that you prefer us to play? I mean, I personally, my favorite song is Fucking With My Head. Oh, my God. I love that, too. We got to play that. All right. Well, maybe we'll go out with yours, Sean. How about that? Sure. All right. And uh, all right. Let's do Fucking With My Head. And that is off the latest EP. And that one we just played. We played Devil Inside off of. And uh, that is Devil Inside the Albion Room. At rooms and you can get that on Bandcamp. You can listen to it there. It's on Spotify as well, folks. And we're here with Annie Hardy, and I really appreciate your time here. And we're gonna get right back with her, okay? Thanks for your patience and waiting, and enjoy the song. That guy I said is fucking with my head. He's fucking with my head, and I know it. That guy I said he's fucking with my head. Fiends, we're back here with Annie Hardy. And once again, Sean, what happens off the air? The best stories. The best stories. The best conversations happen. And we're just talking about how you can get fucked over in the industry and whether it's writing, entertainment, music, you name it. And uh, even the people that your partner's with will screw you in the end. And that's happened to me more than a few times. Um, so, yeah, that was the conversation. And <laughs> it'll carry on somewhere else. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. Annie, I found you... For the first time on Pink Cellophone, I keep cellophone. Oh, Deftones, Pink Cellophone, yeah. Deftones. I work, yeah, Saturday night, Saturday night wrist, and I keep saying Pink Cellophone. It's Pink Cellophone, and I said it last episode. Hey, it's, it's Pink Cellophone. What's wrong with me? All right, so Saturday it's night wrist. You want to say Pink Sock, but then you say your brain catches up. <laughs> yeah, like, thanks. It's not Pink Sock, it's Pink Cellophone. <laughs> there we go. But I would do our listeners an injustice if I did not ask you how that came about. Well. Um, yeah, I guess Chino was a giant drag fan. Chino used to live right down the street from me in Burbank back in the day wow. when that happened. And um, I was good friends with Sean from uh, Crosses, yeah. his side project. Yes. Mm -hmm. They also lived, they lived one street away from Chino and whatever in um, Burbank. And so, yeah, I would always be hanging out over there. And Sean was producing Saturday Night Rest and... You know, the rest is Saturday Night Ristery history. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and but I, I will say that there was, that's, 
everywhere I go, I make people hate me somehow. But like, yeah, because of the like um, funny element, the the monologue at the end, which oh, I yeah. was partially partially reading from a book, partially like improvising, <laughs> and just to make everyone in the room laugh. That part was not supposed to be on the finished version of that, and <laughs> it really made a lot of Deftones fans who are very serious about how depressed they are and how depressed they need Chino to be because they're like. Chino is like, you know, this like godlike poet to them. Mm-hmm. They don't see the the version I see, who's rolling into the session with a Twinkie and a Slim Fast shake or whatever. <laughs> fast cars, fast women, and fast food. <laughs> and but like, you know, Chino's a great guy. Yeah, he's funny. He's not just suffering all the time. Right, and um. And whatever, and he he didn't respond to an email, so that made the finished version, and uh, much to the dismay of like half of the Deftones fans. That surprises me. I, I'm married to one, and uh, we love it. <laughs> oh, good. What you got, Sean? Oh, I thought you. I, I just totally no. interrupted Sean. He hasn't been here in a while, so I, I, I'm trying not to interrupt him as much, and I can't talk that well right now. Um, yeah. So, all right. Like I said, we would need a series of episodes to cover all your work. But uh, 2019, you put out Saves. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I I hope that's a good memory for you because there's some great music on that thing. Greatest memory. Yeah, this is that was the first time I did everything pretty much myself. My friend Ryan Rapsies, who's like the greatest drummer, um, he helped me with mixing and I think he added some live drums and my drummer in Giant Drag, Colin Deathrage, that was the first project we worked together on and he produced the, the um, song Saves and and I pretty much did the rest by myself just in my house and it was yeah, it's probably my favorite, definitely my favorite like memory but then so I went, I was getting CDs pressed for shows and everything Right the day that my shit's going to be done, the pandemic's mm. coming, and they won't even let me come pick up the CDs. I got to get them shipped. Oh, my God. That's frustrating. And yeah. So I got a lot of CDs sitting around just because, like, yeah, shows didn't happen again for quite some time. And even now, it's like, yeah. I'll buy a couple. Do I care? I mean, you know, do I care to do this as much? Not really. <laughs> We, we would buy a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I can, you know, make my way to the post office and send you guys some. It may take me several months, but... Don't worry about yeah, it. That's sweet. We appreciate that. Thank you. We love getting swag. We love getting swag. Uh, well, my favorite song by you is actually on there. Eventually, I want to go out with that. Uh, Impossible to Love, I think, is epic. Oh, oh that one. You're talking about um, Rules. Oh, about yeah. Poets. Yes, yes. Saves EP. Yeah, saves the EP with I mean, yeah. My fault. Rules was a, a good memory too. I mean, it's full time in my life. But um, that's so weird that you should say that's your favorite song. I literally woke up this morning thinking about that song. Weird. Like I don't really see any reason to think about songs that have already been finished and released. But I fucking woke up and I was thinking about that song for like multiple minutes. The first thing I thought about today. That's interesting. That's, creeping me out a little bit i've been called creepy before (laughs) (laughs) so have i but yeah yeah that song i i'm standing right where i was when i was 
when I wrote that song because um really yeah it was like about my next door neighbors who are just kind of like the worst people in the world <laughs> when I when I yeah I'll spare you the long uh, story but um yeah it, I love that record Joe Cardamone produced it my best friend and um the he was yeah and I was in a movie the Icarus line must die which is just coming out on vinegar syndrome blu-ray this month actually so go buy it one of my other roles where I've improvised all my dialogue and I'm playing a character called Annie Hardy uh, well Sean almost hit the floor just then when you said that well I, Why she, that? well, she mentioned Joe Cardamon and I was thinking about the album he did with Mark Lanigan who's I was a huge fan of but yeah, yeah. Mark Mark was a good friend of of Joe's too and so sad yeah that was so it's been a rough year um yeah. February yeah it's almost been a year yeah yeah wow yeah, that's yeah. That was that. Sean just had a holy shit moment just then. I didn't realize, yeah. you know, it. L.A. is such a big city, but it's it seems like it's such a small world. With uh, it really the does artists. because like my boyfriend who died, who he died while I was making rules. Um, he, mm. his brother, was Mark's sponsor in AA for. Yeah, well, a while like that's too small of a world, you know, like that's crazy. And I'm blowing Mark's anonymity because he's dead, so it doesn't really matter anymore, right? Yeah. But, um, sorry, that's that. a small world, small ass world, right there. Yeah, well, Mark was a good guy, too. It's like it's always the good people that that die, you know. Yeah, I believe I that guess too. everyone dies eventually but like the good ones die ahead of time and the crazy shit happened the night that mark died actually i was in the trader joe's parking lot in silver lake and this giant white like you know great horned owl came out and he landed on this crazy billboard with no like real it's just like a picture of sunflowers in a field and this giant fucking owl lands there and i'm having this like spiritual experience i look around not one soul is like paying attention to this crazy majestic owl mm -hmm. and it flies away and the next morning i go out to the chicken coop let my chickens out and there's a hummingbird that is trapped inside the chicken coop and i get in there i'm i'm trying to get the hummingbird out and my phone starts ringing and it's joe and I finally free the hummingbird, and I'm like, hello. And he's like, Mark's fucking dead. And Joe was just, like, crying. And Jeez. But it was really weird. And, like, hummingbirds represent, like, you know, like a lot of people I know who have lost their dads, they they think their dads come to them as the hummingbird. It's oh, like wow. a spirit messenger, you know? And the owl is, is the um, sort of, like, la lechusa thing. Uh, yeah, Mexicans are out there. You know, it's a harbinger of death, basically. I, I have uh, friends and family that believe that too. Um, whether it's humming, hummingbirds or dragonflies are positive, oh. actually. Dragonflies are positive. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of instances of that. Uh, I see red cardinals everywhere I go. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, impossible to love. I'm glad I brought that up, actually. But yeah, Spotify was like jumping all over the place when I was listening to you more than a few times. Um, also, Want, I think, is beautiful. 
Um, oh, yeah. That's a beautiful song, but so bad. I have to ask you, is there a duality to that song that is very specific going on there? Or? I don't know. That one's kind of a, its own little standalone song, yeah. you know? Like... Very much. From, and that was a fun one. I did that one with my friend Dave Scott Stone producing it from, like, he used to play in LCD sound system sure. and the Melvins and Phantom Ross and stuff. And wow. he's a good friend of mine. And yeah, and he's like a big synth guy. So it was kind of like a cool, like synthy sound. Sorry, I'm just putting my chickens away. I didn't <laughs> realize okay. it's getting dark and they got to go in before the fucking crazy raccoons come out. Raccoons and coyotes, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's the coyotes are daytime. Yeah, I know. Coyotes now. Yeah, we got them too. We got them too. So you raise chickens? I got two chickens, two bearded dragons. Right now, two foster bunnies, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. and then two cats. Wow! All it's right. like Noah's Ark for gay animals <laughs> only, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh man, uh, I, some real quick questions. I, I know we all have to go at this point, but I have to know, like, who did you grow up listening to, music-wise? <laughs> Well, I listened to, I mean, I was growing up in the 90s. Mm -hmm. You know how that goes. So yeah, it was sure. like Nirvana and Hole yeah. and Babes in Toyland. Yep, and yep. fucking like, um, God, what else? And like Dead Kennedys and The Descendants. Mm -hmm. And uh, X was yep. one of my favorites. Yep. And then like Liz Fair, Fiona Apple. Um, good, all good yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, and the Beatles, of course. Like, you know, I loved the Beatles. I think yeah. first, what a groundbreaking under underground band, indie band called the Beatles. Um, <laughs> it's hard to remember because I haven't listened. I haven't actively been a music connoisseur in a decade now. I stopped listening to all secular music, and I don't listen to like Jesus music either because. We had a special name for that in the 90s for how that sounds, and it rhymes with hey, if you know what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> I won't comment on that. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but I think I covered the, the, yeah, the yeah. most important ones. I'd say definitely, yeah. I think we, we listened to all those uh, still yep. even. Yeah. Um, I, I, as far as um, favorite live band, was there a show that turned you on to music and wanting to perform? Was there a live act or just a, a concert you went to? You know, I saw the Angry Samoans at some point in the 90s. Interesting. Nice. Okay. And, I, and, and also Murder City Devils. Oh, they're and good. They're good. They were great. And these bands that really, like, cause people to, like, push each other, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I just, like, when you're at a punk show like that, you feel alive. You yeah, know, totally, totally. And I was still kind of a walking dead robot zombie back in those days. But yeah, because like, because like, I imagine if you were like a bit older, like Fleetwood Mac mm -hmm. makes you want to play music. But like bands like Nirvana and like punk fans make you think that maybe you actually can play music because, you know, they're not, it doesn't seem like that hard you know that's a great way to put it that's a great way to put it it makes total sense to us we met at a ministry show so yeah <laughs> oh shit yeah, yeah that's a little too 666 
shakes for my taste there. But, you know, I did really like Danzig and the Misfits a lot. There you go. Oh, yeah. Well, the last Danzig. show we went to together actually was Slayer's last show. So we get a little more 666 in that fashion. The last show I went oh, to was... Brother. Oh, well, you uh, went to... Yeah, we went to other shows without each other. Yeah, I, I just went to Earth with Heather. Oh, yeah. um, Heather Taddy was part of the show in the beginning. You may know her from Paranormal State and all the ghost shows. She's on Discovery Channel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know Heather? You might know her through her, your friend Courtney. Courtney was going to be here tonight, but he couldn't be here. Courtney sells. Heather, what's, the, what's your last name? Taddy, T-A-D-D-Y. I don't know. She actually titled this show Kettle Whistle Radio because she we were Jane's Addiction fans. She's a huge fan, and we were coming up with names, and we were going to be a Jane's Addiction fan club. That was 15 years ago, or 12 to 15 years ago, <laughs> and now it's just turned into this horror music thing. <laughs> oh, nice. I just met James Navarro this year. Oh, my God. How'd that go? Great. What a, what a lovely human being. Mm-hmm. He is fellow Gemini as well. That's right. I think I know that because of Heather. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, I, we're going to let you go here, but I, with, I have to ask you, uh, this is a two-ended question, a uh, double-sided question. Favorite horror movie? Favorite horror movie? Hmm, good question. I remember back in the day when I was a kid and I watched horror films, Sleepaway Camp was my favorite. Okay, that's weird because I just rewatched that recently. Okay, we're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> that is weird. You're starting to scare me a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. I am scary like that, yeah. <laughs> um, then my last question, and, and Sean's got to have at least one more, I hope. If not, uh, I'm going to leave you with Evil Dead or Dawn of the Dead. Evil Dead, for nice. sure. I had a feeling you'd say that. Uh, yeah, I'm a Night of the Living Dead, so I would go Dawn of the Dead. But Evil Dead is just a classic. I mean, that's a yeah. hard, that's a tough question. So, um, well, I appreciate you doing this. Sean, do you have anything in, in uh no, sir. No, you, you took the breath right out of him. <laughs> Take my breath away. <laughs> I'm the one that can't breathe. <laughs> and again, folks, I do I, I, I do apologize once again for my horrible sinusy voice. Nobody but... can tell that you're having a sinus problem. It probably just sounds fucked up to you because your ears are all fucked up too. So it's like... Yeah, you might, uh, might, might have something there. Going straight into... Like when you plug your ears and talk and it's all loud as shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, folks, after I dropped, I totally, I just dropped you. Sorry, uh, Annie. Are you okay? Mm, drop? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Little Beastie Boys. How did I know you, you like the Beastie Boys? Um, well, I just want to uh, throw up there a few uh, folks. If you you have art fans or into art or you want to share art, go to celebrationofspirits.com. And that's for music fans, too. Fairly Dark Productions, if you want to find my books. And for easy horror gifts for the Christmas season, there's two books available there. And the rest are at BurningBowlPublishing.com. And you can get comic books as well. Um, yeah, so that's my stuff out there. Sean, where are you? Instacrap and Facecrap. Instacrap and Facecrap. Instagram, yeah. that's, yeah, kettle.whistle.radio. <laughs> and at Fairly Dark on Twitter, but I'm not terribly active. I'm trying to, but I think Elon's ruining no, that. No, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> I need to Hellscape, fucked up place. I ate them all. No, totally. <laughs> Fuck you, Elon Musk. Just kidding. Oh, man. So uh, where do you want folks to find you other than Bandcamp? Well, they can go to my Instagram, Annie Hardy. I'm basically Annie Hardy on all social media, unless that fucking bitch from San Diego, Annie Hardy, has stolen it from me oh, no. on certain platforms. But Instagram... Twitter, wherever. I mean, I don't care. I like to, I like to be evasive. So even like, if you're my fan, good luck finding me because I'm doing scary private shit over on Patreon.com forward slash Annie Hardy. 
you know, <laughs> Patreon exclusives only for the people who have found my secret Patreon account. Wow. And I when think... I'm not busy doing that, I weep in my bathroom thinking of the days gone by of Interscope Records contracts where I didn't have to pander to my fans like some freeway off-ramp homeless person begging for change. Well, again, you're... That's never as fun. Yeah, well, like I said, you're that devilish angelic genius yeah. and you'll always bounce back and dash cam folks is unlike anything you've ever seen and i guess it's uh 75 percent annie hardy the real annie hardy or yeah 70 and then a little bit of acting too <laughs> so i'm ready for that oscar yeah thank you academy <laughs> you should get it man it's on hulu folks if you have a subscription for free it's uh it's there you could watch dash cam right now and uh all right well thanks for listening uh, we're gonna sign out here and uh and thank you again my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're going to have you back again sometime, I hope. Yeah, please do. Uh, and we're going to go out with my favorite song, Impossible to Love. And that's off rules. All right. Good night, folks. You want to say good night? Bye, guys. Good night. That's so weird that I was thinking about that, like, <laughs> first thing this morning, right when I woke up. <laughs> so weird. I love it. I love it.
Society 13, Redefining Podcasting. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electricast.